Hello, Josephine. Hello, Miss Wendy. Welcome to our time of the month. Ooh. That was so that was so professional. <laughs> was <it? laughs> I know it's like we're we're on all the we're on all the outlets now, so we have to we have to step our pussy up as we We do. Uh, follow us on Instagram and shit. We need more followers. Yeah. We I have mean, like our, our trusted like twenty six friends. Yes, our fives us. our fives of friends. <laughs> our fives that have multiplied a touch. Because see, here's the thing, listeners. <laughs> Wendy and I, we like work and we also do a podcast once a month. We work real hard. And then, yeah. So, like, we're really giving you everything mm-hmm. in this time. Mm-hmm. We're actually giving you double everything this As month. As noted by the fact that I'm here in my pajamas right now, I couldn't be bothered to put on makeup or clothes. You're welcome, listeners. It's fine. It is. This is why we, it's, like, it's like, can we get behind the scenes pictures? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you may not. not. No. Not this month. Not even a yeah. touch. Um I, I would like to kick off this February. Feb- February. February. Um, with just a fun fact. Oh, tell me. It occurred to me, my, my parents were in town this month. Bless. Bless. And shout out Mike and Lorraine. And. Um, They've stopped listening now. Like, yeah, my mom like- listened to like half an episode <laughs> and was like, I don't understand podcasts, whatever. Um, <laughs> we're good. So. They were out here for President's Day weekend, and my dad says, I want to go to the zoo. I've never been to the zoo. And I was like, okay. Now, what? none of us are animal people. <laughs> but he's but he's never been to the zoo. He's never been to the San Diego San Diego Zoo? Zoo? Okay. No. Uh, that kind of surprises me. Exactly. I know. And I was like, really? Because, because you ha- all have been out here for a long time. Like and your niece, your, your niece and nephew have come out here, too, yes, right? Yes, but they weren't. My parents weren't out here. Uh, okay. So, so, anyway. So, my dad decides, we're going to the zoo, right? We go to the zoo and um, and we have a lovely morning walking around and seeing everything and seeing all the things. And then we are all mesmerized by the flamingos. So we stand in front of the flamingos for a long ass time and it occurs to me that flamingos are gay as fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> flamingos are the fanciest fucking birds. Mm-hmm. And they spread their wings just to show you their titties. And then they like cock their heads to the sides and all prance off and like have a parade every two seconds. They are yeah. so gay. They're the gay birds that were like born white and then they stand on one leg and turn pink. They're like the gayest birds ever. And I am here for it, right? So was my mom. Oh. I know. Okay. So anyway, so I'm telling this to our dear friend Delia. Shout out, Deals. Shout out to Delia. Hi, Delia. Anyway. Deals tells me, hey, Wendy, do you know what more than one flamingo is called? Do you know what, like, a group of flamingos is called? Because along the lines of them being gay as fuck. I think and I, I do was know like, this. I didn't know, so I, I gave her a ton of guesses. I was like, is it a gaggle? Is it a sparkle? Is it a sequin? Is it a what? And she was like, no. It's not fashion related. <laughs> it's not. But close. Uh-huh. It's a flamboyance. Yes. <laughs> A flamboyance of flamingos. And I was like, oh, Joe and I are so talking about that tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, shout out to the gay birds. Flamingos. I did. I, I knew this because when you become a homosexual, the moment you... Are you anointed with a flamingo? Well, the moment that you take your first penis, you are endowed with that knowledge. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I take a yes. dick once and it's like, ah, a flamboyance of... <laughs> but then you start to learn all of the other like it's a like a murder of crows or a um oh my favorite is a parliament of owls i know (laughs) this is this is gay shit this This is is real gay shit anyway i i just figured it'd be fun to kick it off with a flamboyance of flamingos because february it needed something and it needed it needed some flamboyance of flamingos so here we go a flamboyance um, of flamingos. I mean, our first flamingo this month was. Oh Lord, have mercy! <laughs> our, so, so we're, what are we? So, let's tell the listener what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you tell the listener? So we are, we are, because we went so hard in the Oscars and like how awesome the Oscars are. Uh, Wendy had the brilliant idea of let us separate the conversations because we have technology and we can yeah, do that. Otherwise, we're giving you like a three-hour episode this month and that's stupid. Yeah. So we're going to talk about everything, not the Oscars. We're going to give you the February. Yeah. We're going to give you February sans Oscars. And then you stay tuned for a separate 
Oscar special. Yeah. It's your free gift with purchase. Exactly. This is your tote bag. This is your crappy bottle of Clinique lotion. I was going to say it's your Clinique. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's that yellow shit that you get from Clinique mm-hmm. that you never use, but you have like eight of them in your bathroom drawer. And you give them to your aunties and they smell yes. like Clinique and yeah. it reminds you that you didn't spend any money. That's Yeah. That can't be good for you. Anyway. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about... Um, the fact that the Grammys came and went and we didn't care. <laughs> yes. That happened at the that, beginning that of February. Happen. We're going to talk about one day at a time. Finally. <laughs> yes. Um, we're going to talk about the Drag Race All-Stars finale. Joe, look at his face, friends. No. Th- that, this is, there's a reason why Drag Race is not in the gay corner this year. Yeah. This month. Yeah. So we're going to go in on that. We're going to talk about... Jussie Smollett and what's going on there. Again, look at my face. Flamboyance. Of, just hold on to the memory. Fives, look at my face. <laughs> and then... Hold on to that memory. I know, right? We're going to talk about um, R. Kelly and his fucking comeuppance. Mm. Huh. Finally. Or, it's because of us, it you is. know, putting it, it out there in the it's culture. this podcast and the seven people who listen to it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> there it is. And so then uh, we're going to we're gonna step into Joe's Gay Corner. I'm, I have a contribution to Joe's Gay Yay. Corner. Um, yeah. And we're going to talk about a couple of things over there too. Okay. So, so let's talk about the Grammys. Did you watch it? You know what? I ended up... I was on board to not watch the Grammys. I didn't. And then I ended up... I ended up watching it because I went to go, I had dinner with some friends and they had it on in the background. Okay. And I was like, oh, and it was already, it had already been like 30 minutes, 45 minutes in. And I found over the course of the dinner, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I, we're basically watching the Grammys right now. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But it was like not memorable. And I mean, the only moments that were really significant for me was the Dolly Parton, which is when I came in, when I went to their house and I saw, you know, uh, that's when I came mm-hmm. in was the Dolly Parton stuff. Um, Cardi B winning for best rap album mm-hmm. and like how gagged I was, uh, how gagged I was Casey Musgraves won album of the year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, like to at the beginning of black history month, we do the Motown salute and it's Jennifer Lopez. I mean, I mean no. like, and I'm just like, I mean, are we tone deaf and colorblind? I, I was like, we, Smokey Robinson is alive. Like, we, yeah, we, he, Stevie Wonder, Stevie is Wonder alive. is alive. Diana Ross is, is alive. Gladys Knight alive. is alive. <laughs> like there are people who All are All them pips alive. alive. <laughs> there's some there's these these people are alive and i was talking to my friend about it and he had some really great contributions to he was like well that whole performance was basically was built for beyonce but you mm-hmm. know they can't get beyonce so who do you get you get low rent beyonce you get j-lo mm. because beyonce would have killed everything because they needed yeah. someone who could dance they needed someone who could sing so Beyonce was the obvious choice for in in many regards. Mm-hmm. Also, probably she was tracked because mm. she would have been a little more, you know, I mean, you know, not to be ageist or anything, but she's advanced. You know, she has some advanced age. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot for yeah. her to do. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. I again, I didn't see it. I heard all about it. I did see the Michelle Obama moment mm-hmm. at the open of the show. And I did see the Alicia Keys dual piano moment. Yes. Um, And, you know, kudos to Alicia Keys for crushing that hosting gig. See, controversial statement. Oh, the first one. I mean, also, I don't really have a leg to stand on here because I didn't see all of it. So my thing is... Don't like A Keys? I don't think she's a host. I would agree with that. She's not a host. I totally agree with that. I feel like it was a lot of (laughs) everyone... She's related to everyone... Yeah. Who is like, she's all my sister, my brother, my sister, my brother all the time. <laughs> uh, I was like, my sister, this, my brother, this, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, great. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Swiss beats came up there and I was like, you know that that's the, my friends were talking and I'm like, you guys know that that's Alicia Keys's husband. And they're like, yeah. what? And I'm like, see, this is why we're like kind of watching the Grammys. Yeah. But 
I felt that she, I felt like if she was not, uh, if she had not eaten an edible, she should have. Uh, because, <laughs> but it was, it was a little too like, yeah, man, I'm cool, blah, blah, mm. blah. And I was a little too loosey goosey, not as tight. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was genuine. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is that like she was genuine. She was her, but I don't know if she was the right person. The right to personality. Host. To the host right her. personality. Yeah. I'm like, cause that's always her. That's always been her. Every time I've seen her. Exactly. Yeah. I would have loved to see like what a John Legend could have uh-huh. done. Cause I think John Legend has, he has performance chops in that regard mm-hmm. as far as like being able, he also has comedy chops too. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think like when I think Alicia Keys, I also don't think funny. Like She's I not think funny. the host has to be humorous of some in some mm-hmm. way. Um, I would like to see a, a well. I liked when James Corden hosted like yeah. a couple years ago. You know. Anyway, but yes. Yeah. I like Alicia Keys. Love her to death. She's my sister. She's mad talented. Mad talented. She's all our sister. She's mad talented. Um, and and yeah, and I think that those moments, those sound bites, like the dual piano moment, the Michelle Obama moment, like all of those things are what. Everybody focused on the next morning saying she did such a great job hosting. And it's like, mm, was that hosting? Was it? Or did she just like, you know, and then. Or was that you... her just being talented and yeah. her just being warm, you know, and I, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing is that I think that that's what got her the gig. But when it came right down to it, I think they just kind of set her up to Can fail. we just talk about like hosts in general, this whole award season the fuck, y'all? We had Andy Sandberg and Sandra O oh at yeah. the Golden Globes. No. Yeah. Then we had Alicia Keys at the Grammys. Okay, but not a host. Mm-hmm. Like a beautiful performer, but not a host. Yeah. A uh, genuine person, yeah. but not a host. Yeah. Oscars ain't got no host. Mm-hmm. Which we will talk about. We will get to that. So, so stay tuned. Stay tuned for that Clinique bottle. Okay. SAG doesn't have a host, right? No. I didn't watch SAG, so... SAG never has a host. Although SAG, I think last year they did have a a host. host. They had Kristen Bell. She was the first host. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So Grammys came and went and we were like, eh, cute, whatever. Okay. Um, We need to go in on the All-Stars finale and the dirtiest season of All-Stars there ever was. Where the fuck were the rules for that season? By the time they got to the top four, we were like, we don't care anymore. Yeah. Whoever this went, like, what the fuck? I, I honestly, I, it took me a couple days, maybe even a week or two to watch the finale uh-huh. because I already, it already got spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I was online and I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to watch it right now because it's just so like, that's just so disappointing. Uh-huh. And then it's just so obviously like slapped together 80 yard, like... <laughs> Yeah. And then the to see... Well, at the yeah. time of our last episode, Manila mm-hmm. had just been eliminated. Yes. And then following that, they kicked off our girl again. Mm-hmm. And so, like, our top four was so disappointing. It was Brown Cow. It was Brown Cow. It was... Uh... Uh, low rent Bob the drag queen. Um, see, yes. I, I'm Monet. not. Really, I'm not really here. Every, there's a lot of people who are really here for Monet, and I'm I not am not here for Monet I'm not at all. Um, we have uh, Naomi Smalls. Naomi Smalls, who's still baby drag. She's still young. And then we had Trinity the Tuck. Yes. And at that point, it was like it was really sucky because we were like, okay, Trinity is earning it. She stepped all her shit up this season, except that. Like, we had the opportunity to have an all-star of color. Yeah. Should have been Latrice. Should have been Latrice or Manila, for sure. It should have been Latrice or Manila. And... It could have been Valentina if she was... It could have been Valentina. And it was like... I'm sorry. I don't care. Even if Latrice wasn't at the top of her game this season, she is still loved, and that is mm-hmm. what makes a fucking all-star. So there. Yeah. It She's should have sh- been Latrice. Her, I think her and Manila are the Shangela of this of this all-star. 100%. But, like, yeah, it was just so, like, overall, so clunky, so, like, we're... Stupid. Rules are suspended. Like, it's not a twist anymore that we, we already kind of know you're going to do this. You've been doing it, you know... You bring it to us every season. What is it? So I don't stupid. know why you're all gagging. You've been to this every season. Yeah. yeah. What's the point? Stupid. And then they announce the winner. <sighs> Here's the thing. The optics, the optics are bad. The optics so of bad. having a, a white queen are bad. So bad. And, for, and RuPaul, who 
is famously gives a shit about optics because, you know, she said things about the trans community. She said things about, you know, all of these things that where RuPaul has opened her mouth and said things that are bad. And RuPaul's also famously said, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm a man in a dress. Yeah. Like, drag is not like this. The thing is, though, she is that she's a she working for VH1 now. Yeah. And VH1 is very concerned with the optics. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have you can't have love and hip hop basketball and yeah. love and hip hop and basketball and whatever bullshit. The thing is is like Trinity Trinity had a great episode. Trinity had a great season. She did. She also, like, she Alyssa Edwards that shit. Because she, like, came out and was like, you know what? I took the lessons. I see that this is where I need to pivot. She changed her name. Yeah. Like, she had a transformation. I did not want to be Team Trinity. I didn't either. But she kind of won me over. Yeah, she won me over. And it was hers to win. And you know what? The optics be damned. She should have been the, she was the clear winner. Yeah. Yes, Monet had a good episode. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't remember her. Yeah. I she don't. was middling the entire time. Yeah. yeah. I. It was disappointing. It was a throwaway season. And honestly, the second that Valentina, Latrice, and Manila were out of the competition, everyone I know was like, bye. Mm-hmm. We don't care anymore. Bye. I guess I'm rooting for Trinity, but we don't want another white queen. Okay. And that was the whole yeah. argument. Uh, and so the remedy was to just have a tie. It was like, can we just get rid of this season and start afresh with a, with a bunch of new queens? Yeah. Which I... So as of recording this, there the premiere of the most recent season happened. 11. Season 11 happened. I have not seen it yet. I did. Uh, we we should save it for March. We're going to because okay. it happened in the March. In, in March. In March. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we'll be talking about season 11 next month with lots of other things. Um, okay. So, can we talk about one day at a time? <laughs> this is it. This is life. <laughs> the one you get. So, go and have a ball. <laughs> um, okay. I love so, it in the background. It's like, whoppa. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, Hold on tight, we'll muddle through one day at a time. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay. If you have been listening to us since the get, yes, you know that Joe has been trying to get me to watch this shit forever, right? Okay. I have. So finally I did. And I texted Joe when I did. I said, okay, this shit is, it's finally happening because I was home on a Sunday making puppets of course, yes, as my life, as you are one to do. I had a friend over helping me make these puppets just to get all the stuff done that I needed to for this show, and um, and we needed background noise. And I was like, okay, we need something that we can kind of enjoy and listen to, but not have to like pay super super close attention to. And we put on one day, one day at, at a time. time. Um, so here's the funny thing: when we put it on, for some reason, it played. The first episode that we saw was the last episode of season one. Oh, God. So yeah. we saw the whole Quintanera episode. And and we were like, we're learning a lot about these characters in this, <laughs> this one episode. What's going on? And then we realized we were watching the finale and we went, oh, all right. So we went back to the beginning and watched the okay. whole season. Um, I have since watched... All three seasons, mm-hmm. because this last month, season three came out. Yep. Do you want to talk about it? Well, I kind of want to... So, I was very... Like, I had a moment also, where I was like... Okay. I love it. Okay. Like, I'm in it. I was, so, I had that moment where I was like... I'm in it. She, I love it. She could not like... She might not like this. No. I've been building it up for I love it. And Rita Moreno is a goddamn treasure. Mm-hmm. I mean... It, I, I loved it. I just want her to just... I, do you think she just walks on set and she's like, I have an EGOT! Yes. <laughs> As she should. Yes. So here's the thing about One Day at a Time. I just love it because it's like... You want to talk about great representation. Yeah. That is a show where they do great representation. They are doing... They're doing the after school specially type stuff, but it also it's doesn't... definitely like formulaic sitcom. Exactly. For sure. But it's like... Gone are the days... Like even on network television right now we don't have those kinds of sitcoms really anymore that are good where there's an audience yeah and that's a whole thing it's like you know you have 
um, the single the single camera, the multi camera. Like we don't have the live studio audience anymore. Which like you can get away with more. This doesn't have a live studio audience either. It's totally clap track. But that's the thing is that like the 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 track helps. Yeah. In many in many ways because it's a signal, but it's also it's such an ingrained way of attacking this particular medium Mm -hmm. that it just really really helps it's also a subtle nod to the og one day exactly the formula that that followed exactly and it's just like the thing i love about it is that like it's i like watching it because it's one of those shows that i watch it and i can it just makes me feel good Uh it makes me feel good because it's like okay here's a show that is it's still relevant, the type of story it's telling, but they've just updated these elements. And yeah, yeah, this is going to be, oh, this is the, here's the Me Too episode. Or, oh, you know, here's all of these different things. And I think that's just what we need right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're, we're there was all this talk uh, right after the election in 2016. There was this talk going into 2017 about like, what is the artwork? What is the art that's going to be created in the age of, of of in this age what is the art that's going to be shown like what is it going to look like especially when this administration doesn't place a priority on arts education Mm -hmm. education in general anything like that what are we what is arts what is the arts going to do what are all these artifacts going to be and the fact that this came out in this time it just like it warms my heart because there's actually a lot of good artifacts that are coming out of this time as a response Mm -hmm. and it's really fascinating in that regard. And that's my high horse on, on one day at a time overall. Now let's get into season three because that's what premiered in this okay. month. Hold on. First of all. Tell me. The breakdown. I was like, come through Mackenzie Phillips. Yes. With that cameo. Like, I lived and died for that. Like, I... The mm-hmm. repre- Can we just talk for a sec about, like, all the representation across the board in this show that's mm-hmm. represented? We have... A female veteran. Female combat veteran. With PTSD. With PTSD. With, like, legit mental health issues. Yes. We have young LGBT voices Mm -hmm. in this piece. We have... Binary and non-binary. Yes. Binary, non-binary. We have young people experiencing racism in the Trump administration. Mm -hmm. We have... Immigration issues. Yes. Becoming U.S. citizens. We're covering alcoholism, drug abuse. We're covering, like, so much, right? Am I missing? What am I missing? Homophobia. Homophobia. Um, We... I mean, every episode is for real. Like, like, the more you know. Ding. Yeah. But it's... It's it's done so intelligently in, in such a woke space, you know? Yeah. And it's also like you would think that a show that is literally trying to do the most mm-hmm. would feel like it's trying to do the most, but I, they, it's I not th- it's just a family that you love. It's just yeah, you just you yeah. immediately are endeared to these people, and then it also just highlights the fact that like families are messy. Uh huh. Families are messy. Yeah. And to go back to Mackenzie Phillips for a minute, she is fantastic in that role mm-hmm. as just like the subtle nod to the to where we came from but also like that's also a really great a testament to her journey as well be of you know the the, messy family the messy family but also like all of her addiction and her sober journey Mm -hmm. and i love that like they're highlighting that with the schneider stuff Uh and the the interesting turn of how schneider is like this attractive well-off guy who doesn't have his shit together Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have the love of a family and you know he has his addiction yeah yeah thoughts on season three um i was wondering where it was going to go after season two how did season two end again um not yet berto not yet oh that's right yes killed me okay yeah lindo like come on Where, where else on television are you going to get a woman who is like curled up with her mom uh, i'm gonna get like emotionally just singing, singing about like it. she's like singing through tears Celito lindo like oh. there is no like <laughs> i am feeling feelings right now the okay. last time i remember someone singing Celito lindo on television was was a flashback episode of I Love Lucy when Lucy goes to Cuba yes. and he's and Ricky is singing Celito Lindo. Yes. Like and also 
Fun fact, mm-hmm. today is Desi Arnaz's birthday. Oh, well, happy. Well, happy birthday, Desi. Happy birthday. Babalu. Babalu to you. Yes, Babalu. Would have been his 102 birthday, I think, something like that. Holy shit. I know. Crazy. Anyway, he dead now, but you know, cool. Yeah. Um, 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 uh, okay, so I, I also want to talk about, um, yeah, season three... Yeah, when it was you, it was yeah. a lot. It like they went in, they went in, all the way in, yeah. in in a very consistent with the way that they had been tackling issues in season one and two, um, and I was here for it. Yeah, I was here for. It. I I knew we were getting. I knew the moment they started talking more about Schneider's sobriety that we were setting we were setting yeah. it up for a relapse. Yeah, and. Yeah. I, I was. I was. Spoilers. Spoilers. We're, we're doing a bunch of spoilers. Spoilers. I mean, you had an entire month. Like, get on it. <laughs> um, but you had an entire month. Get get on it, folks. I did like the whole stuff with the father. I feel mm-hmm. like they, I feel like that's an interesting part of the relationship. I I loved her back to school journey. I love the back to yes. I love her the whole thing about anxiety. Yeah. I feel like that was a very honest portrayal. A um, lot. You know, one there was a whole episode where she was on the phone with the veterans department, mm-hmm. right? Veterans yes. affairs. It was a whole episode of somebody being on hold, waiting to talk to the right person in veterans affairs. And that was the episode that stands out to me this season because that was so true to form. That was yeah. so, so honest and so frustrating to yeah. watch as a viewer, mm-hmm. knowing that like, this is a very glossy, bright packaged version of what, what that really What's is. What's a daily like. struggle yeah, for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, the thing so that particular episode, right? So, in television filmmaking or in television making, there is the idea of the bottle episode. So, the bottle episode is an episode of of a TV show where they don't go anywhere else. It's all contained within one set, yeah. and there's different storylines. It's very Neil Simon door slamming farce. Uh-huh. Like in this particular episode, I hope gets taught as the exquisite example of how you can do a bottle episode because mm-hmm. no, at no point did you leave that entire apartment, mm-hmm. but there was so many different things going on. She was there. Like it was a very well-crafted. I thought we were, I was watching a very well-crafted farce mm-hmm. because all these things were going on. It had the heart, but like you never left that entire place. Yeah. yeah. And it was just beautiful. Beautiful. It, it was really, it, really well yeah. done. Um, when you texted me and you were like, Schneider just pushed Alex in the laundry. I know. <laughs> I was like, girl, just get ready. And I did like the where we went with him. Mm-hmm. So I like where we went with Alex in this season. I'm glad that he has more of a storyline too. Yeah. yeah. His he, opening, mm-hmm. the opening episode where he's like getting honest about like the kind of racist shit that kids say to each other. Yeah. And like what he had been experiencing. That shit is so real. That was so real. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. And the fact that then, like, when adults hear it reflected back at them, like, like that shock that, like, oh, my God, my kid in this day and age is experiencing that. Yeah. Is, that was so real. That was beautifully done. Yeah. When when she says, like, I got called the worst word and it was, you know, spick. Yeah. And, she, and they're like, no one really says that anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, when you think it's a cat call, when you think it's a good thing, you don't know any English. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, because we forget, you know. We forget. That's the thing. Time, you know, time, life is long and words, meanings change, usages change. Like, but at the end of the day, what sticks with you is going to stick with you no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, just to put a button on this, this conversation, I will talk about um, the theme song. Okay. The theme song in Gloria Stefan mm-hmm. um, is pure joy. And there are some theme songs where, like, you're like, uh, like Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Like, God damn it. I love this show and I need to fast forward it every single time because I can't listen to it again. Yeah. That theme song i never once fast forwarded (laughs) i want to hear it every single time and also the montage that we get during that song is the most beautiful representation of echo park in la cuba back in the day like then and now um it gives us such using their real pictures such a beautiful splice of what we're about to see but also life today in la yeah um and it, just the setup for that show, I I fucking love it. So anyway, um, 
one day at a time is now in trouble or it's like in yeah. danger of being canceled from okay. Netflix. So I'm glad that I finally got fucking caught up because everybody's like, watch it now. Keep it going. Rah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, now I, that we've spoiled all of it for you, yes. go and watch it. You watch it for yourself. <laughs> go and watch it because it needs to be watched. I, I will say the final button, I, the final button I'll put on it is it. they need at least one more season to wrap it all up. That's yeah. all I want. I just want, I want to see, because you could la, end it. Parenthood. Do you remember what they went through with Parenthood? What did they do with Parenthood? Did you watch Parenthood? I didn't watch Parenthood. Oh, if you want to sob your eyes out and like low-key want to start cutting, um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like Parenthood, huh, that's like a weepy weep fest. But it's a beautiful, beautiful show. Got through like five seasons and then they canceled. Mm. And we were like, no, we have to wrap up these characters. So they gave it an additional half season. Mm. I believe that's the timeline of it. This was a while ago. Um, so they gave it that additional half season just to wrap it all up. And that's what I want. That's what they need. That's what they did with Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. They wrapped it all up. Give, it a, give us a final season to wrap it up if you are going to cancel it. But this piece of art deserves to keep living. Yeah. It needs more life. It needs more life. I would like to see what they do, like going into another election season. Um, yeah. But I feel like I feel like if they did cancel it, it's a good place right now because she has achieved something, mm-hmm. and so like we can end on a high note of the achievement. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's so much more, and I kind of want to see her own it. I want to see her. I also want to see her bang Schneider. I don't, I'm not here for that. No, I don't think so. I am. Mm -hmm. I need the two of them to get naked together. No, I don't think so. Girl. No, I mean, I think, I I appreciate that. Like we're seeing a relationship that doesn't need to go to the romantic, sexy place. But part of me is like, eh, the original one day at a time was so like, you know, I I don't know. I just, I want to see. Well, I mean like also I want to see him with his shirt off more. uh, Yes. But I will. I, I like that, you know, you know, she's dressed in white, but it's like her cap and gown. Like, that's just like, she can do it. She doesn't need a man. Uh-huh. I, I would like, I would like to see maybe with they, what they did on Frasier, where they did have like Ross and, uh, uh, Ross and Frasier have sex once. Uh-huh. And then it just was never addressed. And then call it a day. And then call it a day. And it was like, we, it was a thing that we did. It's a thing that happened. That's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Yeah. I want But I don't want them no. to end up together. No, I'm all no, for no. her like independence and her independence story, but I want her to get hers. Yeah. Um, and her with that hot EMT. A girl. Uh, what the fuck? You mean that fucking tree? Uh. Uh, uh, uh. Oh my God. I'm glad she got hers. So mm. anyway, anyway, those are our thoughts on one day at a time. Yes. <laughs> we had a lot to say around that. One day at a time. <laughs> one day at a time. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to real quick one sentence this. Last month we talked about surviving R. Kelly. This month he has been indicted and brought up on charges Mm -hmm. as a direct result of that documentary. We don't know stories unfolding, but thank God he's now like he turned himself in. He's been arrested. He's been blah, 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 whatever. Um, I also, I I think about time. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. And I think at this point it's like the culture is not with him. Mm -mm. And so it's like, yeah, just go. Yeah. 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 Go. So that's what we're going to say about that. Um, but we had to mention it because we spent so much time talking about it last month. Yeah. Um, so this is, I mean, again, like, shit's going to catch up with you. Yeah. If for real. Anyway, good. Okay. We need to talk about, <laughs> Joe just turned away from the microphone. <laughs> it's going to catch up with you, Jesse Smollett. Ugh. What is happening here? Is it a lie? Is it not? What's going on? Did he set this up? Uh, Joe, can you give us the breakdown of the whole shebang? Go. So back in late January, right? Just yeah. Jesse Smollett, who is um, who's most notable for playing um, the openly gay character on Empire. Um, and I watched Empire season one, and that's the only season I watched of Empire. Same, me too. I didn't. I've not watched anything since, which is fine because it, it just got too much. Like, and I'm just like, no, I can't. Um, and yeah, so season one Empire, mm-hmm. and 
so it was reported that he was he was in Chicago um, where they shoot the show, and it was reported that he had been um, the victim of a potential hate crime, where uh, two assailants. Uh, basically put a noose on his head, poured him with a chemical, which we now know is gasoline. Um, a lot of people... At the time they said it was bleach. A lot of the time they said it was bleach. Um, poured him with a chemical, were wearing red uh, MAGA hats and telling him, like, this is MAGA country, basic, and, you know, like, assaulted him in that way. Mm-hmm. And then there was a huge outpouring in the culture um, of it, you know, people... Everyone. Everyone. And... And rightfully so, because we're like, hey, this is a hate crime yeah. against someone in our industry, and we support you, and we have your back. And yeah. In our community. In and, our community. Yeah. And not only in our community, but in the gay black community, yeah. which we've talked about before when we talked about the Kevin Hart, Ellen thing, yep. right? That like being gay as a white woman is different than being gay as a black man, right? Mm-hmm. So Jesse Smollett, being a gay black man experiencing this hate crime with a noose around his neck with chemicals, like all of that, that was a very traumatic image for many, many, many people in the community. Yeah. Everybody rose up to talk about it. Continue. So everyone rose up to talk about it. And when things like this happen, like I am definitely, I am not the person who is like joining the conversation. I'm not a joiner in that regard. Like I will talk about it. I will talk about it with friends and people close to me, but I'm not a joiner. So you know, that's, that's, and, and also like I have a healthy level of skepticism anyway about things. Mm-hmm. Then as the investigations, as the investigations mm. developed, as things started coming out, it started to look like there were holes in mm-hmm. his story. Not only holes, but there were like witnesses. The and- Chicago PD said that their investigation was shifting focus mm-hmm. and everyone was like, what does that mean? Exactly. And the thing about it is, is that Chicago PD can go fuck themselves too, because they don't have a leg to stand on. They don't on. have a great history. They don't either. have a great history, specifically serving communities of color and people of color and, you know, all of that stuff. And so then, you know, to make this long story long, just, so Jesse Smorlett goes, you know, on live television. He sits down with Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts. Yes. Um, you know, has this like yeah. very emotional thing, you know, Everything. And did you see that interview? I couldn't. I did I not. I watched part of it. Mm-hmm. And what I saw, it, this has always been my opi- opinion of Jesse Smollett before this this incident. I always thought he was kind of arrogant. Mm. And then I saw that interview and I was like, is he enjoying this? Ah. Like there was a touch of, this is my moment. Everyone's watching me. Let me show you how he did I. And granted, if that story is true, then absolutely that story is yours to be angry and heated about. And oh my God, you've been victimized. However, however, it, it read a little arrogant to me. I don't know. And then see, and, and those kinds of gut feeling things informing what eventually happened. So what eventually happened is that he it's 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 determined um, based on the evidence and the re- and the statements released by uh, the district attorney in in Chicago and in Illinois, the that he had actually hired uh, two men, um, two Nigerian American brothers whom he knew, whom he knew, who one of them was actually on the show for a little bit. One of them was his trainer. Yeah, one of them was his trainer. He who he knew he hired them to basically stage this and stage it in such in like what seemed like the clumsiest way because they did want like the cameras to catch things and you yeah. know like stage down to the like if we do it on this street corner that security camera will catch this yeah yet there were people around the corner yeah who were like we didn't hear anything mm-hmm. <laughs> continue sorry. so no so yeah no exactly and that's that's the ridiculous part of it and the the supposed the supposed motive at this time is that it's all about money like it comes to the fact that he is either being written out or not getting paid enough on empire and so this is a way to leverage that mm-hmm. now i also heard a moment again like this is all of us like 
this is Joe and I talking about what we've read, what we've seen, what I heard, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. We are not... We are not... We are not experts on any of this We are shit. not experts. We are not officers of the court. We Hell are not... no. No. Hell no. We are private citizens. Correct. With opinions. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so I uh, read that... So there was a piece of hate mail... Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was so comically written, like cut up with magazine letters and shit and all that. And it looked so awful and was sent to the Fox studio with use of the N-word, with, you know, like just awful language sent to him at Fox. And there was supposed to be a white substance in that, which wound up being crushed up Advil. Yeah. Is that what you heard? Yeah, it was like it was like Tylenol. It, it was like it was medicine of some sort. Yeah, but it was like supposed to look like yes. anthrax or whatever. Yes, and Jussie Smollett was upset that Fox didn't have a big enough reaction to that, and that was why that was the impetus for him staging this attack. That's that was what I heard. Did I hear that from Chicago PD? It, I don't know if it was in their specific report because I watched the I watched the 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 um, district attorney's office like give that statement that yes, woman okay. who was like defendant Smollett was blah blah. I was yeah. like I was kind of silently living for her. Yeah, she, you could tell how over it she was yeah. being there in the first place. Yeah. So look, listener, we these are the things. These are the things that we know to be true. We know, th- we know without a doubt, unequivocally, hate crimes since the Trump administration has taken office have gone up. Have gone up. That, is, that is a given. That is like Trump's own people even saying that. Mm-hmm. We know that that is going up. We know that queer, uh, queer people of color are disproportionately affected by hate crimes and also disproportionately affected by violence, specifically also trans women of color mm-hmm. as well, that there's been, there's a huge preponderance of that. And those people and those women do not have any, they don't have, they rarely do they have a voice, rarely do people remember their names. And those women are, are constantly in danger. Mm-hmm. What these so what this action has done is almost diminished the sacrifice if you want to say if you want to go there of the people who have been affected by that mm-hmm. and it's like you know the, the thing is is that we are not going to stop we're not going to stop believing victims and we are also not going to stop you know investigating things as well but like at the end of the day this doesn't change the fact that those things happened yeah at the end of and the day it's like the fuck did you do yeah mm-hmm. at the end it's that reaction to everybody in the indu- in the industry down to don lemon who we love to talk about too mm-hmm. is is like what the fuck did you do yeah on behalf of black gay men how look at how far you've set us back and also like what was your thinking behind this did you think you'd get away with something so juvenile and also like now we have this this voice on the right saying, ha ha, gotcha. Yeah. There's a gotcha moment happening yeah. from the right, which is very, very dangerous. And it's like, see, we told you. Yeah. And that is so dangerous and not yeah. okay. And that's what we've been fighting for so, so, so long. Yeah. And here he just handed that to them. Yeah. He handed them this moment of like, you know what? You're right. You don't need to believe voices of color. You don't need to believe victims. You don't need to believe people who claim that they've been assaulted. It's so awful on so many levels. Yeah. And it's just the... it's like you, we already are put in a position where we can't have, we can't mess up. No. Like you can't be learned. Like it's already bad enough to be, you can't mess up. You have to, you know, the constantly, we have to constantly go high on everything. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's, you know, to kind of bring it back and to put a button on it and to go back what you said about how you reacted to the interview, that arrogance it's the, what it all comes down to is a person like arrogance of arrogance and just thinking of like celebrity of celebrity yeah. of thinking that you're smarter yeah. that you have it all figured out like yeah Ugh. so yes. as this unfolds you know maybe we'll have it you know maybe we'll talk about it maybe, maybe we won't follow up but yeah. i mean it was certainly a, a hot button yeah unfolding all month long yeah and that, then how people had to like 
walk back statements yeah. or figure out how like that was interesting well, to see. Well, okay, so then on on that note to this day he is standing by his story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he did not set this up. There are a large number of people who are still in his corner saying, I still don't believe the, the Chicago PD, or I don't have reason to believe them yet. Like, yeah. I stand with Jess, with Jesse Smollett. So I want to, like, give space to that, too. If this happened, yeah. this happened. But um, there's a lot of people kind of like, yeah, walking back their statements and or standing by him. But we know that Empire cut him from the last two episodes of their season. Yeah. Um, and his future on the show is is undetermined. And honestly, this kind of press, regardless of whether it's true or false, is a career ender. Yeah. His career He's is essentially done. ended. Yes. Yeah. So, y'all just be good people. Yeah. Is it so hard to just be good people? The best thing that he Fuck. could do is that if he actually did this is to just admit it. Yeah. And, and accept whatever happens and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. Blah. Okay. Can we move on to Joe's Gay Corner? Yes. Joe's Gay Corner. Yeah. Where no one is faking anything <laughs> except being straight for a couple years before they came out the closet. Uh, you know who is faking something in Joe's Gay Corner, though? Will and Grace. <laughs> so... I'm Let's gonna, start with can it. Can I talk about this in Joe's Gay Corner? Can Let's I start with Can that. I enter the corner? You may enter the corner. Thank you. If not to shit on one of our artifacts, you may... Well, no, what? No, 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 no. The original show was fine. This, yeah. uh, this abomination... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everyone I've talked to has been like, I can't even watch it anymore. It's not funny. It's awful. Um, but everyone I talked to does not deny the fact that Will and Grace... Was a moment in time. It was a perfect moment in time, where it was for its first eight season. They were groundbreaking, and it was beautiful. And if they had just come back to do that one go out and vote, honey. Yeah, yeah. If they had just come back for the vote, honey, moment, and then let it lie, that would have been a perfect cherry on top. That's it. But then they decided they were going to do. Another full season, full season, full season. And it is no longer funny. I watch it like many people out of obligation. Yeah. Because we feel like we're betraying our tribe if we don't continue our love of Will and Grace. And we've grown up with these characters and we love them and they're funny and la la la. Except that they're not funny anymore. Yeah. It's bad now. And I haven't seen an episode that I've cared about since it's come back. Like... It's just, it's so stale and it's so dated and it's, it's like grasping at straws. Yeah. I don't know. It's what, it's what, it's the trap that it's, it just goes to show it's like, it's the trap that could be set by like one day at a time could yeah. easily fall into that. And it's like, they are literally doing too much. Yeah. And the thing about Will and Grace, right, is like you can either you cannot go back and be 1997 1998 will and grace you can't even be when the show ended in like what 2004 2005 Mm -hmm. you can't even be what that show the show was then you can't you have to be what you are now yeah um biggest mistake i thought right off the bat was uh invalidating like invalidating the relationships that they had Oh uh, yeah. Previously. And I was like, you know what? No, like that, you should just let that live because it completely breaks continuity. And it's just, you know, that, that was already a red flag to me. Yeah. It was so stupid. The way that they ended the series was, I thought a lot of people had issue with, with the way that they ended season eight and playing with time and, and jumping back and forth throughout that se- that series finale. Yeah. But in hindsight, I thought it was really creative and, and it spoke a lot to how friends grow apart and come back together and find each other throughout different phases of their lives. And and that was true to form what that whole show was. Yeah. So I think to eliminate their marriages, to eliminate the supposed children that they had and all of that, like it was, ugh, it was just shitty. And then it was like, okay, you expect us to believe this and move on? Exactly. Because you could still have that. You could have still had it exactly the way it was with, you know, you could have still had them both divorced. Yeah. Like with kids. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you could have still had that. 
Yeah. But, it's just, oh, it's trying so, so hard and yeah. I hate it. I hate it. So real tea, right? So but I'm I, watching it because I have to. I know. Don't we all? Yeah. Know. We just anyway. have to. In this age? <laughs> we have to. <laughs> in So real tea, there was uh, an interview that Matt, Max Muchnick gave um, on a podcast where he he goes into the story of how he... Um, He's, he rebooted Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. And that episode, The Vote Honey, was illegal. Like, he had not, he did not have the rights. He had, he had the set because it was back yeah. in LA. He had the actors. He, he had donated the set to his alma mater. He donated right? to Oberlin. Yeah, he yeah. donated to yeah. Oberlin. And then Oberlin, after the, at the end of that uh, cycle, they gave it back. Uh-huh. So he had the set the full set he had the cast members like on within an hour of him sending out the email everybody was on board everyone's on and, board and jim burroughs and their whole original crew and everyone mm-hmm. the only one who didn't come back was rosario yeah yeah but he, the network he did this behind the network's back mm-hmm. and then when it when he released it he released it at a strategic time when he knew that trump would not be watching and then he really, and his lawyers were like you better go and ask for forgiveness or whatever and it ended up working out in his favor for the most part of but course. like i didn't realize all of that drama that happened behind uh, it yeah. yeah it yeah. was it but was that would have been the perfect moment yeah. to end it yeah put a button on it there yeah as this lovely gift to your fans that have been with you through this whole journey. Yeah. Stop it there. They had to like beat the dead horse. If they had done just one, if they had done just that one season, you know, even that one season was like, yeah, it's, we'll see how long it lasts. I'd be surprised. I mean, cause they they were nominated for golden globes. Right. So, you know, were they, I, I feel like they were, or maybe, you know, I think he talked about that, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, like I'll watch it as long as it's on, but yeah, it's, it's tired. Okay. It's tired. What else is in Gay Corner? Oh, in the Gay Corner, you wanted to talk about Ben Platt, <gasps> the Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. and The Promise. Mm-hmm. So, so everybody, so let me talk about, I'll talk about The Promise first because it's the, um, it's the, it could be the least or the most faggoty. Um, so <laughs> the promise is um, anyone who knows me knows that I love pop music. Um, I love romantic comedies and pop music. I like things that are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the group Superfruit, who is um, Mitch and uh, Mitch and Scott from Pentatonix, the two gays, <laughs> the two gays of Pentatonix. The gays. They have their own um, group called Superfruit. They released an album la- two years ago, which is really great. Great pop music. It's I love their voices. I kind of love the vibe that they have. Anyway, they haven't released uh, music and new music in a while, and then all of a sudden, they started hinting that something was coming, and. He, you know, something's coming, a la, you know, West Side Story. So here's what happens with The Promise. The Promise is a cover of the When in Rome song from 1988. And I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right And so it's a cover of that that they do. And what makes, why, reason why it's in Gay Corner, besides the fact that there are two gays, is the central figure of the music video is just a very... Lovey, lovingly flamboyant um, ice skating routine by one Adam Rapon. Scooby Doo Pop. Scooby Doo Pop Pop. We can't mention his name without saying Scooby Doo Pop. Exactly. Um, but he wants a wig too, remember? Well, well, <laughs> Where's my wig? Where's my. I want a wig. Oh, God. I um, want to be racist. What? So, yeah. And I thought it was interesting because, like, they released it in February. Um, which February last year, Adam Rapon was like skating in Korea, in a united Korea. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, and it's also just like, it's a nice good send up to the, you know, 80s hits, which a lot of pop music, um, a lot of pop music that I like now, um, a lot of it has like that kind of 80s synthy vibes. Um, I'm not here for Mitch's mullet. Because she has a mullet right now. And I haven't I'm, seen it. I'm not. I'm not here for it. But I'm generally. I'm never behind a mullet. Yeah. No. So yeah. So yeah. They they released it, and it's a good. I've listened to it 
easily at least once a day, if not twice, since it's come out. And mm. it's a good one because it's just, it makes Is me... Is it your flamboyance anthem? It's it's not. No, I don't think it's Do a flamboyance anthem. you feel like a proud flamingo when you listen to it? It makes me feel like I could, like, if I'm, like, getting ready for something and I look at myself in the mirror, I could put it on and it would give me the courage to do my task. <laughs> You know, my, like, whatever gay task that would be at the time, whether it's, like, you know, I could just see, like, a little gay boy about to, like, be... Uh, about to stand on one leg and show his feathers to the world. Exactly. Yes. To have his tits out, <laughs> and, you know. He, yeah, it's a little gay boy, and he's about to, like, go do his, like, routine at a talent show, but it's a baton routine. Yeah. He doesn't know how people are going to react. Damn right. Yes. Uh, yes, but yes. Yeah, so that's the promise. So check it out. It's on YouTube, Spotify, yeah. Apple. You, you know, they're not paying us for this. Get into it. Um, but we, you know, if you like us, you might like a faggoty song like <laughs> The Promise. So do that. You might enjoy an ice skating routine. Yeah, you Maybe. might. Maybe. Um, More on that when we get to our Oscar special. Uh, mm, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, um, ben Platt. Ben Platt. Um, no, I'm going to say Ben Platt for last. I'm okay. going to do Umbrella Academy. Okay. So the only reason why I want to talk about Umbrella Academy is because, uh, well, basically, Umbrella Academy is a... Um, is a TV show that was on Netflix. It is uh, adapted from a comic book by uh, Gerard Way, who is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, uh-huh. about a family, a dysfunctional family of superheroes. And, you know, I love, I already love that stuff. I love anything yeah, superhero-y. You, you know, I love... Yeah, you do. We notice about you. Now, the thing about this, though, is that uh, two things that make it queer. One... Mary J. Blige plays an assassin. Oh. And it's good. Her her Murder Us All. Murder yes. Us All. And her name in the show is Cha Cha. Goddamn right it is. So yes. she's like it's like my name and and she serves you every bit of the attitude that comes with having a name like Cha Cha. Um so yes, she serves Cha Cha, she kicks ass, she takes names, she's very, very good in it. That's one part of the gate corner. The second part is Klaus Hargreaves, who is one of the siblings that has a special power. He is also the drug-addicted sibling who... The reason why he's drug-addicted is because his power is that he can conjure the dead and all the voices try to get at him. Anyway, he's played by the beautiful Robert Sheehan, who has the most delicious Irish accent. And, Mm. I mean, it's my type. He's like this European twink Uh with a Van Dyke mustache and, Mm -hmm. you know... He's like naked in half the episode and okay, beautiful, beautiful, but also lovely. You know queer I might decide to watch that a year from now. Yes, like, <laughs> or at like, least just to the just cut to the part. One day at a time, <laughs> exactly. One day at a time. Um, but yeah, it's a fun show. Ellen Ellen Page is also in it as well. Yeah. And the thing I like about Ellen Page is that though she plays a straight woman, her fashion is Ellen Page. That's so awesome. it's like collared shirts and pants, and uh-huh. you know, her she's in a tuxedo like. I love that. I love that part of the this, the things. Awesome. The last gay thing in the gay corner will be Ben Platt. So mm-hmm. Ben Platt is starting to release music from his forthcoming album, Sing to Me Instead. Mm-hmm. And Ben Platt, you know, I've asked this question many times over the years. It's like, is Ben Platt gay? I think you asked it here when we had talked about one of my trips to New York and I had yes. seen a bunch of shows or whatever. I, I saw it. Dear Evan Hansen, a while ago, I don't. Mm-hmm. It was not last year. It was before then, and um, and you said, "Is he on? The, is he on our team? Is, is he on is our he team? Gay?" And I said, I, "I don't know. I don't know." Oh, you know what? That he had that cameo on on Will and Grace. The That's shitty, right. Mm-hmm. The shitty, shitty Will and Grace. He had that, uh, which I was totally here for, I and I did love um, that he did. I know it was a big gay cameo. So we were like, "Is he? Is, is he? he? We don't know. Is he? We don't know." So now we know. So now we know. In in creating this album, right, he has basically, he has an interview with People Magazine where he talks about the creating of the album and what the genesis of the songs are. So he's a singer-songwriter on all of these tracks, and he wanted to create an album that's his voice. And he has this very specific, mm-hmm. you know, theater voice. And this album is about songs, um, songs that are written about men that he's loved and people and men that he's been in relationships with. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's not, I don't think he's seeing anybody now. I mean, we never know. We didn't know he was gay until this interview. So the thing that stood out is that in the People Magazine interview, he's like, I wanted to create this music and I wanted to put myself out there in this way, but I also knew that I had to be, you know, open, be ready to be open about certain things. Mm-hmm. And that he said that he's been out since he's been 12 mm-hmm. to his family, to his close friends, 
friends. But, like, you know, he's never been, like, out, out, like, I'm gay. Mm -hmm. And it just, that to me is so interesting in this age, in 2019, where it's, like, everybody's, like, I'm gay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, like, we... It, it's fascinating that that we're still in a place where people just don't feel like they need to announce it. I think that that's lovely because there are some things that are still sacred and private. Yeah, and you, and I feel yeah. like when you are somebody mm-hmm. who's such a public, like I live my life on a stage every fucking night. There are things that you want to to keep to yourself. Yeah, there's, and that you don't need to share with everybody. Like yeah, that. So, yeah, in order to have that, and, and which is totally great. And it's like if anyone follows him. If anyone who follows him on social media, like you, you could obviously read all of that. Yeah. Like that's fine. And it's great because like, even though he said this is something that's private and sacred to me and that I didn't like share with everybody, there was no shame attached to it. No, absolutely yeah. no shame. Like it was definitely not a coming out story. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about how this is all playing out is that it's not playing out as Ben Platt has come out. No. It's playing out as Ben Platt is releasing a song about his things and like, you know, people who had speculated it's confirmed, but it's not being played as like he's coming out, yeah. which I love because we don't need that. No. We're living in an age where we don't need that anymore. Exactly. That you can just buy how you live your life. It should be apparent. Uh-huh. Um, I do. Uh, yeah. His, and the music that he's been releasing, he's re- he, the full album drops at the end of March. It's like gut wrenching. And it's gut wrenching. And it's just like, it's you know, if you are, if you're somebody who like, <laughs> who has had tumultuous relationships or, you know, people in your life let, you or know, who just loves hearing Ben or, Platt sing you anything. Exactly. Yeah. That too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the most recent music video for uh, "Grow as We Go," he like is he, half the music video is like him looking to camera and like almost like one tear. <laughs> it's know. crazy. Yeah, so there crazy. you go, gay corner. Also, I love you, Ben Platt. Please, uh, you know. <laughs> um, also, I would, Ben Platt, we love you and stuff. I would like to make you dinner. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know we could paint toenails together. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um. Okay, friends, that was that was February. Yeah. It's more than we thought we had, huh? Yeah. I guess so. And we didn't even talk about the Oscars yet. No, because you stay tuned for that Clinique bottle. Yeah. You stay tuned. Free yeah. gift with purchase. Get that gift with purchase. We're coming at you with the next Oscar special. Stay tuned, friends. Enjoy your art time of the month. And we'll see you next month. Okay, bye.